0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fifth episode in our Split Screeners podcast. I am your host, Andrew Orozco, and here I have my co-host, as usual. It's Johnny? Johnny, that's right. Welcome, Johnny. How are you doing? I'm all
1: right. I'm good.
0: You're feeling good? you feeling all right? Yeah.
1: Okay, so what are we discussing today? We're we discussing The Last of Us Part Two,
0: right? Yes. So the bulk of this episode, if there's any game that deserves an entire episode, it's probably this one. Just, just lay it out there. We're going to be break, breaking it down uh, in terms of categories. We're going to sound, music. Then we're going to get into the graphics, which probably will not, not be that long. Gameplay, we'll see how that long that takes. Story is obviously, I feel, going to be the uh, largest category that we're going to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, for better or for worse, this game, if you believe the old adage that there's no such thing as bad publicity, well, we're going to get into that. Here.
1: And I think this is going to be interesting because... Andrew tends; he likes the game. Right? I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think the game is phenomenal. Okay, and I don't like it that much. So I think this will be an interesting exchange.
0: For one, for at least I think for a good portion of this, we're not gonna be just yes men and agreeing with each other. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, we might for the first three for most of the stuff, but story I think is gonna be the biggest. It's gonna be the biggest uh, conf- conflict we have in mm-hmm. terms of uh, agreement. Yeah. So, if you haven't already heard, The Last of Us 2, obviously PS4 exclusive, is the fastest selling and I think on track for best selling PS4 exclusive of all Sony's first party games. Now, Johnny, do you think a lot of that, before we get into the other stuff, do you think the controversy in terms of the leaks of the game that came out before it, do you think the leaks really damaged the game's sales or do you think they spurred people's curiosity?
1: I'm not sure because the leaks I think they did damage for a game I might have enjoyed a lot more. Uh as far as the sales go, I have no way of saying.
0: Are you surprised it's it's doing as well as it is? No, I'm not. Coming off
1: of The Last of Us Part One, I it's it's a it's an amazing game, The Last of Us Part One. So in terms of sales, I'm not surprised at all.
0: Yeah, I mean I think uh I think without exaggeration, Last of Us Part 1 is probably the best exclusive that the PS3 had. Mm-hmm. And just like how The Last of Us Part 1 was the swan song in many ways for the PS3, it was the last major big release for it because that same year in the fall, the PS4 released. And similar, we're in a similar situation now where it's a parallel where now this is kind of the swan song for the PS4 again. I mean, unless you count Ghost of Tsushima, which came out, like, less than a month What's later. What's
1: the last game? It kind of counts. And it's a major AAA game. Yeah,
0: it is the biggest... biggest. So, I'd say that's a swan song. Fair enough. All right. So, did you have... It sounds like you were about to say something. Did you want to say
1: No, how do you want to get into
0: this? What do you want to start with? I was just going to go straight into uh, talking about the sound and the music design. All right, let's go. I remember in the first game, the way the clickers sound, the enemies sound, how it's kind of... It's very... It, it sends... Chills down your spine. I didn't think they could top that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but going into this game and when you the first time you do not when you deal with the regular infected like the ones that run at you and cry. I mean like actual clickers. Okay. I don't think I've ever cr- not cringed, but ever felt like so uncomfortable listening to the the uh, the that groaning kind of clicking sound that the clickers make in this game is far more. It's far more scary I think than in the original.
1: I don't feel that way.
0: I really. No,
1: the sound design is really good for the clickers. It just doesn't scare me like it used to because the clickers were more of if they felt like a boss when you were run into running them in part 1. Now you kind of just see the clicker in the background, and yeah, it's just not as scary. I
0: I know I th- I think I know what you mean about that, but I'm gonna cover that part in the gameplay part because there's a specific mechanic for Ellie that makes the clickers not seem as much of a threat this time, in my opinion. Okay,
1: but as as far as sound, I think what was scarier is um what are the what are the guys called though with the
0: robes and all that? With the robes? Yeah, the ones that whistle. Oh, the sh- shoot! What do they call them? The scars, right? Yeah, the
1: scars. No,
0: there's another name for them. Sarah, no, Sarah, Sarah, seraphites no sera seraphytes there we go seraphites. yeah the seraphites
1: uh, with that little whistle thing and the way they communicate I can't do whistles but... I feel like it's a little
0: more suspense with those guys I think that what the what that conveys is that you don't understand what they're saying
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not knowing what they're saying when they're whistling you're not sure like oh shoot did they find a body that I left behind or do they know where I am mm-hmm. are they alerted? or is it kind of like oh are they relaxed because they're just doing whistles so you have no idea what lang- what it's like how kind of like in other languages we do like clicks and stuff where you like you have no basis in knowing what they're talking about yeah so i can see that is that where you, is that where you feel like the suspense and kind of drop yeah
1: for the that, that's where the suspense is at. Uh, i'm not sure what they're going you know what they're really trying to say to each other that's more suspense to me. Can you do the whistles? Because
0: I, I can't whistle. I've never been able to yeah, whistle. I'm line. really not
1: good at whistling.
0: You did? The doo the Yeah, but there's like one that's like, doodle, it's like a two part one. There you go. No, nah, I didn't do it like before. but Similar. It was kind of like that, yeah. I can't do whistles. I can't. I, don't, I think there's like a percentage of the. I read somewhere there's a percentage of the population that cannot whistle. Like, you just don't have the. I don't know if it's the tongue or the teeth or whatever, but mm-hmm. I can't whistle to save my life. But uh, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, the new enemy types. I thought you were going to talk about the. What's the. The Banisher? No, not the Banisher. What is it the called? Bloaters? They're, they're like Bloaters, but they're not. They're the. Those. Wo- shamblers. Shamblers. That's the word. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember the name. The Shamblers. I can't
1: tell the difference. What's the difference between those a them? A
0: Shambler is smaller than a Bloater, and it has more of an AoE effect where it just spews gas from its body. Okay, so bloaters, that's the shambler Bloaters that? are the ones that throw those balls that explode with gas. Ah, uh,
1: they just look kind of like the same to me. I didn't really notice that.
0: It's like a, It looks like it's a cross between a clicker that's evolving into a bloater, but it's stuck in like a transitionary phase. So is the shambler
1: the one that you play? Oh, by the way, guys, there's going to be a ton of spoilers in this.
0: Yeah, you uh, can't really get into The Last of Us and talk about it without.
1: Yeah. That's just inherent in it. So is a uh, shambler the one that Ellie and Joel fight in that hotel room? No, that's
0: a bloater. Okay. That's a bloater. The oh, Shambler yeah. is the one where you're in that room that's all red with a red light. It's like a boiler room, kind of. Where, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. where it's Ellie and Dina.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple... Uh, uh, Wolves. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. And you can hear them like shouting and stuff, and then you eventually see it come around the corner. All and right. it looks like a giant scab, like a walking scab.
1: But we're, since we're kind of discussing
0: the sound design and you were going to i was saying the clickers are absolutely terrifying um i remember i was watching not watching i was yeah i was looking at a twitter a twitter account for one of the games uh audio engineers Mm -hmm. and he was going over how for the clickers like they really tried to integrate a lot of like animal sounds okay but also like some other kind of uh industrial effect into it to like kind of like sound mix it together
1: okay
0: where they wanted to make the click the clickers sound like just as like um, more alien than the first one so that's why it had like that so they modified the ones original ones they completely did it they redid it Uh, it's not like just like a copy paste kind of thing okay they completely redid it like they I, i wish i could remember more it was more stuff with like the there's a specific there was like two specific people whose job was to basically provide the voiceovers for the clickers okay just making that guttural like I can't do it right, but that's the sound kind of. One. Yeah. I don't know if that picks up on the mic or not, but I'm sure it does. Uh, the music, I thought there's a, there's a lot of parts where the game kind of has like this. The music kind of takes a back the back step, sort of like you say, where it's not the focal point of what's going on. It's kind of just there, but whenever every now and then you'll get like those kind of guitar tones, the guitar little guitar tunes with. Uh, I think the most obvious is obviously the song where uh, Joel sings the. If I were ever to lose you, I surely lose But that's, in, that's just in the beginning, right? It, it shows... No, because Ellie practices... She practices that same tune throughout the game. So, what I
1: think The Last of Us 2 didn't have was beats that made you feel like your adrenaline is picking up. Like, gradually picking up. I didn't feel like it really had that. Like, we have the story, the main guitar story, right? Yeah. The... You know what I'm trying to say, the yeah. the main track of the of the game, yeah. and I think there were a ton of variations of that track, scattered around the the game, but it didn't really have anything to make this one unique. You know, I don't know if I necessarily
0: agree with that. Well, first of all, let's, let's get this clear. You okay. you played the game f- fully once. Yes, I went through it twice, going for the platinum, uh-huh. which I mostly got was I okay. got the platinum. It took me two. I went through two full playthroughs of the game. This, this whole song part, and this is kind of going to stor- story spoilers, but the song is basically something that Joel passes on to Ellie, where she kind of adds, if you go through her journal, she slowly adds lyrics throughout the game okay. in her journal. Mm-hmm. The song that he was singing, apparently, I didn't know this till like way after I saw a spoiler cast about it, is a song by Pearl Jam. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song right now, but it is a real song. And I don't know, did you notice the part where halfway through, we're like, we're in the hospital, uh, you hear, uh, Ice Cube, you hear, uh. Are you talking about the track when she had the cassette? Yeah, you hear. that
1: thing was. A good day, a good day, or, yeah. was it? or? today was a good day? Yeah, the ones that stand out was, today was a good day, and then when the girl had the, the Vita and she was playing, what is it, uh. uh something Miami. Hotline Miami. Yeah, Hotline Miami. Yeah.
0: The the, the
1: little pixely, the 8-bit kind of tunes. Yeah, but why do I remember those tracks more than like a giant track
0: that was brand new, that that gave it this freshness? That's a good question, Johnny. Because I think for the most part, when I'm playing the game, there's too much intensity going on for me to really remember. There's no like really memorable tracks other than the main spoken ones with lyrics. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the one we're talking about where Ellie, the, she, uh, co- not copies it, but she kind of, like, inherits that song to finish up with uh, Joel. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite, by far, my favorite moments in the game. And it's and the sad thing is it's actually missable, very easily missable, mm-hmm. if you don't go into this particular area. It's early on where Dina and Ellie are exploring the, what I would call the only open world part of the game.
1: Okay.
0: Where, you know, you're lower, uh was it? It's uptown uh, Seattle. Yeah. Right? Uptown Seattle? Yeah. Or is it downtown Seattle? Either point. It's the open area part of Seattle. It's the only open area. The only open area in the entire game, which is weird because I'll, I'll get into that later. The only open part of Seattle where Ellie and Dina, they discover, they go to the music shop and they discover Ellie finds a guitar. Yeah, it's a go in there. And and you can actually miss this part because there's nothing vital there that you need for progression. Mm-hmm. Ellie starts playing her uh, hauntingly beautiful rendition of Aha's. Take on me, mm-hmm. and it's very slow and like acoustic the way she plays it, and it's honestly my favorite version of that song now. It is so, so good. What did you think about Johnny did, you didn't miss
1: that right? No, I saw that. I liked the track uh it's just am I gonna remember that moment in like seven years you know I, definitely, I feel like I will that's
0: it's because i th- it's <laughs> I don't know how to explain this properly it's i remember this quote about like music is the notes that you don't play right that's that's like a phrase i heard okay what makes music music is the notes that you don't play all right in this case in this instance it's when ellie's like playing she's playing the song and then you can just see the way dina's just staring at her Mm -hmm. like part of it there's she has this kind of calm expression the way she's staring her and you can th- fill in what she's thinking in so many different ways mm-hmm. like is she like she could be in awe of ellie she could there's even a part where she kind of like tilts her head and like for me that was like kind of like a sorrow sorrowful kind of look okay all of its remorse or whatever she has there's like her face conveys so many emotions kind of like c-3po c-3po has a constant face but you you can almost imagine you can overlay any emotion onto his face and it'll still work. So you think like almost
1: a decade from now when people are think talking about the last of us part 2, that's going to be one of the scenes that they bring
0: up. I don't know if it's going to be one of the top ones, but for me it would definitely be. I mean, there's other things in the game that are far more far more powerful and impactful obviously. Yeah. But her just being just being for a second, just take her being distracted from what's going on, from their mission, from the revenge, from the bloodlust, from all that, to just that was quiet... the beginning, though. I know, but just quietly, just to be strumming her guitar and playing that track. Uh, it's uh, I just on the second playthrough, like I made sure I saw that v- I saw that scene again because I it's uh, I wish I had the vocabulary to define it and explain it, but it's just I think a very it's a very well well written or well. uh well choreographed scene. All right. The funny thing is, I remember I was listening to the this. I think the kind of funny they did like a podcast spoiler thing with with Neil Druckmann and um and then Neil Druckmann explained that they got the rights for that song mm-hmm. because his co writer uh, was a Haley Grossman, right? Yes, yeah, her man. name Haley. Haley. I'm not sure it's Haley. Or it's Haley. Haley Grossman. Her best friend is married to one of the band members from Aha that's how they got the rights to that song to use it for the game okay so like that is really dope i have no idea how they got the ice cube one i don't know they went through uh whoever ice cube is signed with to get that yeah Yeah. you know it's a good day which by the way when i heard that i was like oh like like that felt weird it was like most it was kind of immersion breaking for me
1: i liked it because it was out of place and it's so brief you're like oh it's cool
0: it's like oh that's right this is this world is anchored in supposed to be like anchored in reality yeah it kind of took me out of it for a second, though. But I think that mostly covers, you know, sound and music. I, I, I'm trying to remember the infected. They just, it's just mostly the clickers. None mm-hmm. of the other infected really in- impressed me. Were the, were the ones, the ones that don't make sound, the ones that kind of just stare at you. Were they in the first one? Cause I don't remember. Stalkers. Yeah, the stalkers. Were they in the first game?
1: I think I saw that the stalkers were in a, a very small portion of the first one.
0: Cause I don't. That was one of the things. I'm gonna get into that actually later. I'll say that for the gameplay part. But that was one of the things that kind of threw me off. It was like, like they're not showing up on my when I listen. And I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, I didn't use the listen at all. And it was weird. It's like, I could hear them, but Ellie couldn't hear them. Like, I could hear the sounds clearly, but it, they weren't making audible enough sounds for it to be picked up on the listening mode. Mm-hmm. Which was really weird to me. But anyways, that's a whole different thing. Uh, basically, that's about it for in terms of nothing really stuck out to me. The music... There's a early on when at the very beginning of the game, when you first get control of Joel, you know, when you're going through the plains and the forest with, uh, Tommy. Yeah. There's a nice like, guitar riff that's being played the whole time you're going through that. I didn't notice that. Okay. Uh, I noticed it more on the second time. The first time, not so much because I was distracted by the graphics. Yeah. But the second time, I noticed there's more kind of like this, I don't know if it's like a tune, some kind of riff that's going on. I, I, I noticed it much more the second time and I kind of dug that. Going into the graphics. That opening shot, once you get control of Tommy, uh, I'm sorry, of Joel, and you ride out from the house, from the garage, and you go through the forest, and then you come out to that open field, like right above the town, right above, uh, yeah. but that t- that Colorado town, and then you see like the wheat grass, kind of like the blowing in the wind, like you see that ripple, you see that sun, sh- that sun- sunset,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you just see that it's like. I think before that, you even see the sunlight poking through the trees first, right? Yeah. And you kind of get like oh, like, oh, this looks beautiful. I, I
1: think we're going to end up referencing referencing the leaks pretty often. Because, for example, that shot that you're talking about, the first opening scene and you get to play with Joel. I'm looking at the scene and I'm thinking about the leaks. And it's just really draining me. And
0: It just it hinders your ability to enjoy that?
1: Yeah, and as I'm playing with Joel, I I got the leaks in the back of my mind and I'm like yeah but I know what's gonna happen and I'm just writing with Joel and I'm like but this place is so beautiful and I finally get to play with Joel like I finally got him like he's my character right now he's my guy All right but then the leaks man you just keep following me and yeah continue <laughs>
0: And no I get it too. I think I think that was kind of the bad I had Well you didn't really see I didn't movie. see it, I just knew from what I heard what was gonna come, what was happening. I didn't know where in the story it was gonna happen, mm-hmm. but I just knew like, oh, like that's coming. But like I try not to think about it too much, I try to be in the moment. Uh-huh. Seeing those uh the part not long after that, there's a part where Ellie is with Dina. And they're going through, I guess this kind of goes into the sound. Whenever they're in snow, if you've ever stepped in snow in real life, that crunch yeah. in the game of the, the boots crunching to the snow, mm-hmm. 100% authentic. If you've ever stepped into actual snow, that... Yeah. that's a lot, a lot of games can't really nail the snow sound, sounds more like a shuffle, like a soft, like... T- t- Mm-hmm. I, I know my sound effects aren't that great, but what I'm trying no, to say it's is,
1: distinct enough to. Uh,
0: you can tell it's like snow that hasn't has been there for a while, and it's already kind of hardened. It's not soft anymore, and then you get that that nice, satisfying, like crunch sound when you're just taking a step. Uh-huh. Back to the graphics, though, <laughs> that's what I was trying to get at. It is when Ellie and Dean are doing the patrol early on, in the, with the horses, uh-huh. there's a part where the camera showed, pans and shows them walking down a creek, a river, all right, heading towards like the first outposts.
1: Okay,
0: a water. Some of the best water I've seen in the game, right in that creek. You can see when they're like stepping through it. There's like ripples and like the water yeah, it's definitely
1: when Joel and Ellie are swimming in, in the museum. Oh, that's another.
0: That the water I think, looks pretty
1: damn good right there. The water looks really good.
0: Yeah, not even getting to like what's I probably spent most of my first playthrough. I think I took longer than the second time because I was I kept stopping to use the photo mode a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Did you do that, Johnny, or no? Every now and then, maybe. No, I use photo mode a lot
1: and I used it with Ellie a lot and then I stopped using it.
0: One of my favorite things, uh it's not a gameplay mechanic, but whenever Ellie is she sneaks up and whenever she does like the stealth takedowns, the assassinations or whatever you call it. yeah you are pan the camera around to her to her face when she's doing them? When she has her expressions? Yes. Yeah. That would I didn't I knew she was gonna have like a whatever face during it. Yeah. But you can see like her cheeks puffed up. Like her struggling to, you know, when you like, kind of like, you're moving something heavy and your face is like, mm. mm-hmm. she does, like, you could see how visceral that is on her face when she's like, she has someone like in an arm, like in a headlock and like just like killing them. And you can just see like the struggle on her face. Wow, oh, like it's, oh, it's so good. There is so much detail crafted into this game. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's things that people would have never docked it if it wasn't like, I was going to say, like, oh, well, this game had. No, I don't a- think
1: anybody is, is complaining about
0: any of that like the, that the
1: quality isn't up to par
0: no I know I'm just saying like there's things that didn't need to be in there that like wouldn't have been missed if they weren't included what I'm saying
1: yeah I want to say that but because it's Naughty Dog it's just like okay how are they going to step it up every game they put out it's like how are they going to step it up if they keep it the same okay cool like whatever but you always expect more from Naughty Dog
0: are you saying like they can't just get by with doing keeping things the same yeah I guess that. Well, that's a little unfair I mean I get what you're saying I, I absolutely agree. And it's a compliment. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like we know you can do better cuz you've shown us you can do better. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. I just I just I was just saying I really like the care to detail with the facial expressions when uh I remember early on after the whole after, you know, Joel dies and everything when, when Ellie's exploring his house like doing the stuff you can like you can see the tears streaming down her face Like when she oh, will, I
1: didn't catch that when
0: she's walking around and like like Dina's like oh do you want me to like no no I got it like I'll go in and stuff
1: all right
0: whenever you examine something like that's inter- interactive like uh interactable is that the right word interactive
1: mm-hmm.
0: like she'll walk and she'll you'll see her like, kind of like do this with her hand like where she like she smudges her face and if you turn the camera around you can clearly see like she has tears streaming down oh it's so and I was like, wow, like that made the impact more, like far more. I remember, uh, I don't, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm do- dominating the conversation, but the did you get that scene where she goes to his closet and she grabs his jacket? I saw that. And then she leans forward to like s- smell it. Uh-huh. I'm like, Oh my God, that is heartbreaking. Cause I know exactly how that feels. Not, I mean, my grandma died years ago, but I remember going to my grandma's bedroom after she died and it smelled of her and I was like, oh they'll like if you've ever lost somebody like in your in your life and you know how they like they have their smell you know, people usually have like a distinct smell to each of them right
1: yeah it's cool because they have their distinct smell but not just that like you're going around the house and you're looking at all his hobbies yeah right and you're like oh this is his personality in the home you know
0: yeah you you use it's kind of we call it environmental storytelling where it's things that the game doesn't tell you like joel's like hey you know i do woodcraft Hey, i also collect, you know, these things. Yeah. The game, the, the his house shows you, like, oh, he was big into, like, woodworking. Yeah. Oh, music was a big, important thing to him. Oh, like, uh, for some reason, I noticed there was a lot of pictures he had, like, the Old West kind of thing going on. Horses, things that kind of convey like, an Old West theme. I don't know if that was his thing. Where was or...
1: Joel from? Is he from Texas, or?
0: Joel, I want, oh, shoot. I have no idea. I remember the first game starts off in Boston. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he lived. I think he just ended up there. I honestly have no idea. I know if I play the first one again, there'll be there'll be something to tell you, like on the news or like or something in game, like a document. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't know where he was from. But like I was trying to like I was trying to say is like the graphics, uh, just top notch. No no complaints. Top notch. Unlike some, unlike some other games out there that were <coughs> Halo, well, Halo. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to avoid it. Halo's not,
1: not looking too great right now. Um, we'll get into that in some other Some podcasts. other day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but again, 9-Dog top notch. Top marks. Did you, was there anything else you wanted to say about the graphics, Johnny? Or?
1: No, I really enjoyed them. I have no complaints about them.
0: Things uh, really
1: weren't lacking. Uh, what's re- very impressive is when I died in the game, the game would just load up really quick you know it's got oh, so yeah. many assets to put in there and just not even have time to like check my phone to see what's what's yeah here. exactly not time to like see what the news is or whatever it just loads up and you're ready to fight again
0: which is really impressive especially for a game of like this kind of uh i don't, I don't know if it's fidelity or just like the amount of like you said the amount of assets on screen at a time like uh-huh. it's quick it's quick yeah uh, thank god for that i can't wait to see that what the ps5 will do for that for other games yeah don't
1: never mind I was gonna say don't don't brag about PS. You know we we got a little bit of
0: biased, but that's not no that it's the whole PS Five is based around no load times. Yeah, so it's not. I mean, it's it's a statement of fact. It's not so much like a biased statement. That's true. Getting into gameplay mechanics. Oh, real quick from the graphics. Uh, I guess this kind of counts as a game. One of the things I I really liked again details is that when you pick up ammo from weapons, Mm -hmm. weapons that are on the ground or whatever. The gun itself that you're picking the ammo from will physically change to reflect that. If you take ammo from a from a rifle, you will find that now that the bolt is pulled back, mm-hmm. saying like like basically that you remove the, the you know the rounds from it. Yeah, handguns. If there's a mag well, if you take the ammo from it, the mag well is empty now.
1: Yeah,
0: like those are super tiny details. Most games like either the gun disappears because you are somehow magically carrying all these guns with you now. Mm-hmm. But now like I. I was impressed by that because, again, another detail, not important, not necessary, but it's added realism there. I love that. I absolutely love that. No more stuff about graphics, Johnny? No?
1: I'm very content. There's uh, probably
0: stuff that's going to come back and you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. It will. We'll sprinkle it on there. Uh, when it came to gameplay mechanics... Okay. Go ahead. One of the things that I don't know if this was purposeful. And I think, I remember Angry Joe actually picked up on this. And it was one of the things I thought of before I even saw his review. One of these characters just has an absolute arsenal of overpowered weapons. And one of these other characters does not. Oh, for sure, I noticed that. Why does Abby have a flamethrower, a crossbow? What was the other one? She had like some, did she have a grenade launcher? or no that wasn't a grenade launcher it was uh was it like a semi-auto she had a way better shotgun yeah no well, they both have pistols i want there was another weapon that abby had where i was like jesus like this what girl's was like grenade set armed to the
1: teeth huh like uh ellie had this little grenade that you set on the floor
0: like the trip mines,
1: the or trip mines is, uh-huh. and, and then abby had what she had a pipe bomb right i forgot when we're trying bomb. to make it she just had a much better arsenal I want to say... Playing that, as Abby felt like less of a challenge than playing as Ellie. I want to say that's okay as far as storytelling because she has a whole... Um, she is, has soldier's life, kind yeah, of. Yeah, she has that life. So it makes sense that people are preparing her. It's just not her trying to collect all these weapons.
0: A overpowered sniper rifle, I think. Or does that... No, yeah, she has a way better sniper rifle than Ellie does. Does Ellie even have a sniper rifle in this game? No, she just has the hunting rifle, right? Yeah. Which, not that impressive, honestly. The only thing that she does does get at the end explosive arrows. Does she have explosive arrows? I feel and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I feel the way you're supposed to play as Ellie is different from Abby in the sense that Ellie has the what was basically the infinite shiv, the infinite knife, Mm -hmm. with the clickers. She can take out clickers easily with stealth. Ellie's style seems to favor stealth more than it does head on approach.
1: What is a shiv exactly?
0: A shiv uh, is, what are you saying, was it made out of? Is it a
1: makeshift knife? Yes. Okay.
0: It's like kind of like a prison, sh- like a shank.
1: Yeah, Uh. so Abby has a shiv too, right?
0: She can make shivs.
1: This was a minor complaint, but why does she have to make shivs when she has like this military arsenal and not just a giant
0: Rambo knife? Because she doesn't have a Rambo knife. She's not equipped with a Rambo knife. Ellie has a knife, but it's a knife that she got from Marlene, I think, from the first game. Okay. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, or it could be that Joel. I think Marlene from the first game gave it to her, and I think that's just so that you're not wasting unnecessary resources with Ellie crafting shivs. Yeah. Whereas, since Abby's a little more OP, it makes sense that you have to at least have some kind of like you know fallback for her. Yeah. Some kind of like uh, inconvenience for Abby, which is she has to constantly craft shivs because they only have like a use for, for like two uses or something. Okay. So I feel like Abby, and Abby, I'm sorry, Ellie. You're supposed to. Play her much more stealthily. And I think that's the whole part. I mean, that makes sense, too. Because going through the Seraphites and wolf territory, she's not like a welcome person, obviously. Mm -hmm. she had to be more stealthy. Whereas Abby's at least a part of one of those factions. So stealth isn't as prominent for her.
1: You know what kind of bothered me, too? Is why does Abby have the the sneak mode? You know, when you can look at walls, through walls, and then see the clickers and everything behind it? Mm Mm-hmm. Why does Abby have that? They both have that. Why? That's even Joel
0: had that in the first game.
1: Ah, uh, fuck! Did he? Yes. Okay, so Joel has it. I don't think Joel should have it, or Abby should have it.
0: You think it should be something unique to Ellie as like part of her yeah, infection? Part
1: of her bite, yeah.
0: I could see that. I mean, it's it, the game kind of takes liberties. Obviously, nobody can use echolocation that well to know exactly where an enemy is on the other side of a wall. No,
1: yeah, but Abby has a bite, so it should have been an attribute. Of like the clickers, they do their thing with the noise, you know, like a location.
0: Okay, that's fair um,
1: I don't know if that's a complaint or whatever, but uh, storytelling-wise, I think Ellie should only
0: have that. That's just a gameplay mechanic, though, which is exactly what we're talking about right now. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you, did you say you play the game without using listening mode? Yeah.
1: Because I like playing all my games in the hardest mode possible. The only thing I changed on, on Last of Us Part Two is I kind of got fed up with looking for ammunition. Yes. Not because it was tough, just because it was taking too damn long. That's it. I did make it slightly
0: easier to find ammo. Yeah. So only because, like you said, it was. Uh, I can. I can melee. I can sing. I can do all these other things to mm-hmm. you know get through what I have to do. But like, it's just like busy work looking for ammo.
1: Yeah. I, I once I I think I was like maybe halfway through Ellie's. Portion, and I was like, This is dumb. I don't want to be looking for all this ammunition. Like, I could sneak and everything, but it just got to a point where I'm just not having fun with the gameplay. So, once I added the ammunition, I could just unload on zombies if I wanted. I could, I still had to ration, but that was kind of a gripe for me.
0: One of the things I found satisfying that I did enjoy as Abby is I'm not sure it's because she's more muscular, but I found it more fun to do like the physical. Like fighting against the like the head stopping, the head stopping, the just the punching, just the I think she's... does she do a suplex. I think she suplexes too, right? I've seen it in a in a gameplay. I seen her do like suplexes. I got, I it's when you are play as Abby, you really do feel like more powerful than if you're playing as Ellie. I find mm-hmm. like it's we're gonna get into that a little more with the sto- with the story issues. But just I think the, after this,
1: we should get into level design.
0: Okay, for sure, for sure. One of the, well, yeah, including that, we're talking about like, the mechanics of the gameplay is uh, I peeked at your sheet earlier in where you, one of your gripes was puzzles, or lack, therefore, of uh, uh-huh. uh, puzzles. It's
1: something that they, they Naughty Dog was putting emphasis on, but there really wasn't any puzzles. There was, was there just... any
0: puzzles in the first game? Other than push this box around to get up on this roof.
1: It felt more like puzzles, like the puzzle where you have to get the pallet. And then I think you have to find the pallet. Oh, because she can't swim. Ellie. Yeah, but it's stuff you have to discover.
0: Yeah, there's some things uh, I... For this one, one of the things that stood out to me was you constantly need to find dumpsters to move around to reach certain locations. It was always a dumpster for some reason with wheels. You got to move it to, let's say, like a balcony. I noticed it more on my second playthrough because there's a lot of missable things that require dumpsters that you don't know about in the first playthrough. Okay. Use the dumpster. Use the dumpsters way more if you're looking for like all the miscibles in the game, the collectibles. So, did it bother you? You're saying that it was too convenient. No, it didn't bother me. I it was necessary because like the collectibles are for the trophies. They're, you don't need the collectibles. They don't really add much to the game. Other, my favorite collectibles though. Let's talk about those cards. Those cards are really cool. I really like the training card aspect of the game. Okay, what did you think about that, Johnny? What did you think about the Dr. Uckman card?
1: <laughs> I didn't focus too much on that. And I was like, oh, it's nice they have this extra little lore on them. Uh-huh. It's entertaining, but I didn't really pay oh, Those were
0: so much. much fun. You didn't enjoy that? I love finding new cards and turning them around to read like the bio, of the character, or whatever. I like, thought that was like, really cool. It was, like It's like kind of like a mini Marvel Cinematic Universe within The Last of Us. Yeah. Like, I like finding, like, the new cards, finding out their powers, what they do, like, the bios. Like, that's really cool. I hope, I, I don't know if they ever in the future will expand on that, but I really hope they do more with those cards. Like, or come up with, like, some kind of, like, a uh, side spin off game involving that. The story that was being crafted, this little side story that, with, yeah. if you put all these card bios together, like, this is, it's like, it's kind of like Avengers meets X Men. I'm like, this kind of seems cool. I want. It seems like a, lo- a waste of resources to not go further with that somewhere in the future. Okay, so a
1: lot of Ellie's portion of it, I had a really hard time enjoying it. Not because of Ellie. I love Ellie. I love Joel. But because since I already knew the leaks, I constantly was thinking like, okay, shit, I got to play with Gab- Abby, and it's going to be for 10 hours. And I felt like I, I had this feeling behind me like, I got to get through this. I got to get through this because I have to get over the. The Abbey part. I'm gonna get to it, and I'll spend 10 hours. And this game is gonna end up being like 40 hours. So I had a hard time enjoying Ellie because of that. Just stopping by and enjoying the environments and all the little pieces of lore. I was like, okay, read, read, read. Whatever, collect, collect, collect. And it was just
0: very frust- a frustrating feeling. Did you read most of the documents you came across, or not? Not all that stuff. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, there's so much great like environmental side story, t- sort, side storytelling there. The lore that I
1: enjoyed the most was the documents you find in the hospital. When it's, when the doctors
0: are talking about. Oh, you know, like that's ground zero, basically. Yeah, I love that scene. That was good stuff. When. And you could tell I like was building up to something like, oh shoot, like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's
1: when I really felt a build up. A lot of the scenes were, I'm just like, I'm constantly walking. What is this? What's the lore? Like, tell me that environmental story. And I wasn't getting that. But when I got to the hospital, I. I started reading documents and I'm looking at these soldiers on the ground and they're like, "Well, we keep pushing soldiers in and they're just not coming back. I don't understand why they keep doing this. There's like some shit down there, and and this is this is during the initial
0: outbreak of the, yeah before the games. So He's like, oh, and shoot. then you
1: get down to like the doctors and I think I was reading portions with the doctors that saying like, well, these are kind of the symptoms and these fucking people are going crazy and i don't know what's it's like we locked them down below in this ward and yeah and no
0: one can get to that room now like, yeah
1: and that that build up like when you climb down when you leave uh what's her name the black girl the chick um was it nora nora when you leave nora and she's like well you got to get these tools whatever don't get me caught whatever like as soon as
0: you leave her the antibiotics i think it was
1: yeah as soon as you leave her and you get down to the hospital it starts really getting really interesting but that whole section gave me anxiety but see that okay we'll we'll get into that because we're still trying to stick with the gameplay portion of this we'll get back into
0: that that's still that's still kind of part of it but go ahead
1: yeah well i wanted to get to this part before i forget it that i think is super critical to gameplay that there just wasn't enough of, of and that was uh enemy versus enemy so when the clickers you would throw a bottle, mm-hmm. and then the click was a rush over there, and they start fighting each other and shooting. That was amazing. Like, when I was in the underground. I think there was only two instances where that happens. That's what was annoying. I got...
0: It was cool. Three instances? I think
1: sometimes l- less is more in that... But three times in a, like, 35-hour game? No, dude. And the, and the scene only lasts, like, 20 minutes? Nah.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I think, like, if they had done too much of that, they would have been too easy. But, I mean, how many instances is there going to be where the clickers and enemies are in the same area, like, naturally? Naturally could have been often, like, a natural
1: portion that one of the first instances instances, was I was with Ellie, and I was trying to get from A to B, and on my way, um, I ran into a building, you know? I just ran into it, and then I see a clicker, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. And I start collecting things. And then the stalker came and it spotted me. And then so the clicker starts chasing me. And then I'm just running away from them. Not knowing that the uh what what is it? WLF? It's just like two stores down. So I took all that, like it was like, it felt like six enemy types to another like eight enemy types. Mm-hmm. And I just saw them battle. If like you guys
0: handle this, I'm
1: just gonna keep booking it. Yeah, so that's pretty natural. That could have happened pretty often, where it's not like obvious, but you can kind of guide it that way, you know. Um, and then there was the one in the underground. It was really cool—the subway station. I rem- that's where it was all red
0: with the flares, right?
1: Yes, I remember that. That was really cool. And then at the very end, where you have the the clickers on the chains. On the chains. Yeah, you're with Ellie. You're in uh, Santa
0: Barbara, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're like, they're like, kind of like, they have them in captivity, sort of. Right? Yeah, and there was the three, there was one. There was two clickers and one, uh, I think, regular, the regular, uh, the first stage.
1: Yeah, I saw them, they're chained up, and I. They're like, taunting them, right? Yeah. I shot the chain instantly, and they. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's really cool. But there was too much talk of that in, in the promo, promotional.
0: Really? They, yeah. I don't even remember them mentioning that stuff. There was talk of that. And That's then... probably why you're more disappointed with that than I am, because I don't even remember them talking about that. Yeah. I thought from the promotional material about the wolves and the scars, I thought, like, like scraps between them were going to happen more often throughout the game rather than just at the end. I got... When they finally invade the island, and then they have that all-out war. I thought there was going to be more instances throughout earlier in the game where, like, the wolves would just come across Seraphites. Did you read more about the lore as far as the Seraphites go? Because I love the Seraphites. I wish they had. I feel I don't know if the Seraphites were always there in the story, but they felt to me as more of an afterthought. Because I felt like we learn more about the wolves than we learn about the Seraphites, mm-hmm. and I felt like, man, I wish I knew more. Who was this person? This mother character? This yeah. Who is like this saint or whoever person they worship? Like the game kind of like sprinkles a few like tidbits here and there, but there's not there's no like solid like. This is who she mm-hmm. was. This is why she's so popular. You just get the... They just... They kind of... As a... Mes- see her as like a messianic figure. But there's no like... I think... I remember there's a part where you're playing as Abby. And you're with Lev. I think it's when you're climbing the... The, the, the big skyscraper building. Mm-hmm. Where she asks like... Oh, like, you know... Like, what's so great about this... The What do they call her? The pro- prophet? Or the mother? Or something? Do you remember what they call her? I remember that person. Go but... ahead. But she's like... Oh, like, she left these like she left these scriptures behind and like, Oh, like which part is talks about you guys like killing and stuff. She's like, it's like, Oh no, that we didn't, when she was alive, we didn't do that. Like she had like writings that she had. And after she died, they got twisted and used for other purposes. I like that part. That part is like, I saw
1: some of that. I love seeing the murals on her and it's like a total mystery. Like what's going on with this person? Yeah. I
0: remember the first time you see that super early on where I think Ellie kind of comments like, Oh, something about feel her love. I think that's what the mural was. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Ellie's like, Fear her lo- feel her love. Like, okay, like, whatever. And then, like, I, like obviously on the first playthrough, you don't get it. Like, you don't see, like, okay, that's, like, something random. But then later on, you're like, oh, it has to do with this faction. So,
1: since we're kind of on this, I know this is a story, but I'll, it's a quick comment. I felt like there's just too much going on that I want to learn about. But there's, it's, like, we have Abby's story. We have Ellie's story. And then we have the Seraphites. We have the WLF. We have the... The rattlers. We have all these factions going on and it makes me wonder, like I know we couldn't get enough lore because the game is already giant. Do you even mention like the fireflies at the end or no? Oh, and then the fireflies too. <laughs> it's like we have all these factions, we have all these story details, but they're not fleshed out. Fleshed out enough for me, for me to like really connect with the characters or I the factions. I I agree with you on that. And it just makes me wonder like did they do this because they're putting more emphasis on the multiplayer aspect, and they need all these factions, and we need oh, to be familiar? Oh, I
0: didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, so we have all these factions, we gotta be f- They're sowing way.
0: seeds for you, for you, like, oh, like we're gonna delve into this later with the multiplayer. Yeah, so That's hopefully the
1: multiplayer fleshes things out more, a lot more.
0: Okay.
1: Also, it has kind of a format for uh, a TV show. You know how... Uh, well, we know for sure there is a TV show in the works now. You know how TV shows go. You, you either have a ton a ton of characters and you have to flesh them all out or a bunch of factions like uh, Game of Thrones has all these uh, Houses. Yeah, houses. So I feel like part of the the storytelling in The Last of Us is compromised. compromised because they're trying to like world build. It's yeah. the
0: same issue with uh if you've I'm sure obviously you on the Marvel movies. That's the exact same issue people take up with Age of Ultron. With Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Is that for some reason, they felt the need to do all this setup for all the other movies in Age of Ultron where Thor runs up. he Thor leaves halfway through the movie,
1: yeah.
0: has his own little adventure, has like a vision somewhere, comes back and is like, oh, guys, I need to tell you about the Infinity Stone. They're like, hold on, Thor. We're still dealing with Ultron here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like that, no, that's not important right now. He's like, I have this vision and all this going on. That's why they named Vision. Vision, yeah. the character, because of that uh it's just like it's like you're you're messing up the integrity of the story for this game at the expense of setting up future installments or future Mm -hmm. because we don't know for sure last of us three is guaranteed i i think i feel like yeah it's going to happen at some point Mm -hmm. i just think in terms of just monetary value to sony and to naughty dog like like you would be foolish to not you know do this again right I understand, like, you know, creative, you know, uh, you want to be able to do the kind of stuff you want to do. You want to work on the projects you want to do. You don't want to be, you don't want to be known only for one thing. Yeah. But I think there's no way you don't come back and do The Last of Us 3. Especially with the way the game ends, like, Abby survives, Ellie survives. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like you can, Ellie's story, I feel, can go in so many ways by the end. Uh, Again, we're getting into the story, but I wanted. uh, No, we'll
1: bring it. We'll bring it back. I
0: was going back. I'm gonna go real quick back to the mechanics. Yeah, I love how customizable the settings are for this game. I'm not someone who needs a lot of customization in terms of like uh, you know, as long as you let me invert the camera and you allow me to control like free roam camera instead of auto, let me do it manually. Like I'm fine with that. That's all I need. Here in this
1: customization, yes, settings.
0: Accessibility, if you prefer. All right. This game is super accessibility friendly. There is a setting for almost every single thing. You can actually play this game completely blind and still be able to play the game, which blows my mind. And you're probably thinking, like, how does that work? Because there is vibration settings in the game for either dif- knowing if an enemy is getting closer to you or or different vibration to tell you, like, where to progress, like, which direction you're supposed to head with your eyes closed. Okay. This game is super super accessible friendly. You can customize the enemies, even the AI behavior. You know there's like actually a setting to make sure enemies don't flank you? Oh, cool. Cuz I know there's some people who get irritated when like you're focusing on enemies and the other enemies are on the sides actually start to maneuver around you. Yeah. Early on, do you remember the part where they capture Ellie and then Dina saves you from the, in the classroom in the school setting? Um she remember she shoots through the skylight? Yeah.
1: That was a little...
0: I was like, it was a school setting. There's Uh, enemies down the hallway. Yeah. Right? There's classrooms on the sides. Mm -hmm. If you just focus on the enemies right in front of you, some of them will break away from the main group and go to the classrooms to flank you and come around behind you. Okay. And it's it's something I remember from the first game. The first game had really good enemy AI where it would do that. They would... They figure they got you pinned down and the enemy AI will, like, flank you. Okay. Also, one of my favorite things also... I don't know if it's in the sound design board or the gameplay, but... I love how they start that thing where the enemy knows if you're out of bullets. If you try to fire on an empty round, yeah, that is so cool. I love that. It's like, oh shoot, like I'm in, like, oh, like, like, oh, you're on empty, huh, or something like that. Like, I remember that from the first gameplay preview of the first game years ago, mm-hmm. and they still have that. I'm like, okay, cool. There's no, nothing got lost in you know making this game or whatever. It, the game's super accessible for any. There is no trophies as a big trophy hunter myself. There is no trophies tied to difficulty.
1: I do like that.
0: I like that because it means like there's I don't have to worry about all this other stuff that's like kind of like bullcrap basically. Yeah. You can adjust the settings to like light, medium, like very light, hard, very hard, mm-hmm. in terms of enemy AI. Even the way your ally AI behaves, you can make it so like they don't do that much stuff. You can make it so that they're way more active of a participant in fights, or you can make it so that you don't have to get they don't get grabbed by enemies, and you don't have to be like distracted from what's going on to go like save them. Okay. I don't know if you've ever looked bothered looking into the accessibility, but there There's so many options you can tweak. No, I just set it to the hardest mode, and then, <laughs> and, then <laughs>
1: and, I, and then I just changed the ammunition portion.
0: Yeah, you can change it how much, not how much exactly, but how frequently you come across resources. How frequently you can make it. I remember there's a setting for where you can crawl around yeah and as long as you're crawling the enemy will not see you no matter what oh it's like a stealth and, and it's not like it's trying to make the game like baby ass easy mode
1: yeah
0: it's that it's designed for people who have issues with like, controls or reaction time or whatever it is they're able to still play the game okay uh, for me it's just like wow like that, that's crazy that they thought of all these things and drugman even said like in the, in the interview he's like oh yeah like i didn't think about anything like like there's people on the team who's like, oh, why don't we add this? Why don't we add that? Yeah, I
1: heard there were people that they flew in to, to what is it? Consult, Consult what
0: their needs would be. For accessibility. There's like a color there's a colorblind mo- filter mm-hmm. where like ammo, collectibles, and stuff will pop up visually pop up more in the environment. Alright. In case like you have issues with like your colorblind. I had a friend in high school that was colorblind. He can only see like shades of red and green for some reason. But like the fact that they thought of all these accessibility features like that's really cool you don't again they don't have to and nobody would really fault them for not including that stuff because that's not the standard anyways Mm -hmm. but just doing that i thought that was really cool
1: no it's a standard
0: it should be i think going forward there should be more games that have that kind of stuff i mean maybe not
1: all of them like uh indies won't be able to do all that
0: no of course uh, yeah it's a budgetary thing there's it's just if you can then it's a
1: template it's a great template yeah um you have another gameplay thing
0: for the mechanics there are some things that the game doesn't doesn't explicitly tell you that you can do that you can do
1: uh-huh.
0: i was watching a video with this guy i think you probably know who he is he does a lot of like slow motion montages of games no i can't remember his name there is a you can jump off of things and attack enemies in mid air like you can attack in mid air and they'll like land when you land and stuff right like the attack Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then one of the, the guys who was in was chi- in charge of the combat for the game is like, not even I knew you could do that. Like, there's things in the game that even Druckmann, like, he re- he re- revealed, like, he's like, oh, I didn't even know that part. Po- like, gameplay, make- obviously story beats, he knows, but, like, mechanic-wise, like, oh, I didn't know you could actually do that. Mm-hmm. It was mostly for uh, just, like, uh, combat stuff, though. Okay. I thought that was really dope. I feel like I'm missing another
1: mechanic. I have this one thing on, on customization. On the upgrades, I did not I for- like the upgrades.
0: I forgot. I didn't care for the upgrades because I felt like they weren't that helpful other than the scope for one of the rifles. Yeah. But I liked how there was actually a unique scene for each one of those upgrades.
1: No, the... Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, like the it wasn't. she's, like, cocking back the, the gun and, like, putting in the clip. All that stuff was really impressive. But as far as customizing your gun, the upgrades just didn't feel... Very significant, and the skill tree isn't really a tree. It's just, like, filling in the slot.
0: The manuals, right? Yeah, it's like checking off a box. It doesn't feel like... There's no custom... There's no... There's no, like, I want to build this character towards this kind of, like, path, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, no matter what you do, every... The player is going to play pretty much the same way. I think most people are going to be like, when I'm I'm with Ellie, I have to go stealth, you know? Yeah. I I can't customize Ellie like, you know what, she's going to be Rambo on this. Well, I do
0: think she has a specific branch. I think it's like Spec Ops or something. That's the name of the manual that she gets where it's like, this is all like stealth-based power-ups, basically.
1: Yeah, I just didn't feel it was like, because again, they I know they have to promote what's in the game, but I feel like... It just wasn't enough customization to where it feels different and unique to to your playstyle,
0: you know? Yeah, this isn't like a this isn't like a open world RPG where you can have character mm. builds like, you know, like, oh I wanna make like a stealthy assassin, or oh, make like a tanky, you know, fighter. That's not what this game is. I think
1: what would have been kinda nice is more uh, mm. aesthetic options like hey, we got some fucking spray cans. Do you want to spray your AK a certain color and it'll look cool as you play and it's in your back? Just little details like that. Just I to, don't know just, why just like, I feel like that wouldn't fit into no, the game's aesthetics. I'm just, I'm just kind of reaching like what else could... Because I'm a sucker okay. for customization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I customize something heavily, I get more invested into the game.
0: I don't want to sound like I'm apologizing or overly defending the game, but I just don't feel like that would fit. And it I, just seems weird to me, like... I, well, you know what? Actually, I could see... For for Ellie, I could see that making sense, because the game shows that, us that Ellie is interested in art. Yeah. Because she does do her sketches, her drawings, and her journal and stuff. Maybe for Ellie, it would make sense, like, if she could put stick... No, I mean, not stickers, but, like... I could see, like, some kind of, like, uh, aesthetic, whether it's like the moth aesthetic she yeah, has. Yeah, maybe she has
1: something hanging from a gun. Like, like a charm or a charm, something. Yeah, charms.
0: Okay, yeah, you know, you kind of turned me around on this. That, that makes sense for Ellie, at least. Yeah, and then maybe, uh, Abby's side has, like, a different type of scope. Like camos. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Yeah, it could be, like, a camo, like, solid colors, but she has, like, different
0: stocks, you know? I think that kind of would, it, it would, you know, what I'm starting to turn around on this. That would add a little more kind of, uh, I'm not sure, if replay value is the right word, but it would add a little, a little something extra to flesh out the world. I think, and You're also right. like the You're game right. play
1: itself. I don't think there was enough innovation for such a massive game where like they're pushing everything to its limit. The gameplay just feels it's. I love that it feels like the original one, right? Mm-hmm. It should feel like that, but I don't feel like we're getting enough mechanics where. Like in um, Horizon Zero Dawn, you have that mechanic where you you shoot something and you can put an enemy type versus another enemy type, which is what The Last of Us did, but to me... Not sister, to that extent. Not to that extent. Yeah. But, but I, they didn't really have anything that's like, fuck, we, we didn't think about this one, you know? Like Uncharted added the rope, you know? Okay. The Last of Us just didn't have enough...
0: The <laughs> Last of Us 2 added a rope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, which, which by the great. way, this should have added super it. Super cool.
0: Yeah, it's really cool because it it actually applies like real world physics. Like, oh, now I remember. That's what it was. One of the uh, drunk men didn't realize that the rope could be used like in a certain way to like. Uh, I guess there was more than one way to access a certain part of like a uh, area or something. Uh-huh. And that the rope could actually be used for that as well. they hadn't planned for it to be used that same way. So there's like two different ways to access like this specific area. Okay. See, there. Since we're talking about the rope, why didn't they
1: push that a little further and be like, you're carrying the rope, and now you can do like these traps with the
0: rope or something. You know? I get what you're saying. I think that wouldn't be really. I feel like that would kind of slow down the pace of the game. Setting up traps. Really? Other than the like the motion sensor bombs that she has, setting up traps. I feel like that would slow down the game. The game has, first of all, by the way, has several pacing issues, I feel I'm thinking
1: about this stuff, like, on the spot. You know, like, if Naughty Dog fleshed out, like, one of these ideas, they could turn it into, like, something pretty dope. Like, like, what if...
0: More of a gameplay mechanic.
1: Yeah, like, what if the rope... What if there were portions of the scene that you saw that you connect the rope to something, and then once they hit the rope, something falls on them, you know? Shit like that.
0: There was a part early on that's similar like that where you avoid tripwire bombs. Do you remember that? Yeah. And you could kind of make it so enemies can head towards them and they would kill themselves. It's a very short part of the game that has it. I
1: didn't recall seeing enemies with a... The first time you're
0: introduced to that tripwire bomb, there's a clicker that runs out of a store. Yeah. And it runs towards you and gets split in half as it explodes on the tripwire. Yeah. There's a few more tripwires in that area where there's uh, infected... Where you can, if you just go up and shoot them, you can do that. Or you can kind of bait them towards certain directions where the trip wires are, and they'll take care of them. Okay, that's. But it's only a very short section of the game. It's probably like a ten minute section of the game that has that. All
1: right.
0: Do you remember the part I'm talking about, though, where the clicker comes out running? I didn't. I didn't do that. I remember that because that's how they introduced it's it. It's scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was one more mechanic I remember I did want to get into. I don't know if you would consider this part of like the you said the level design maybe. Uh huh. Shoot, I already forgot what it was. because you were. I was, listening, I was so into what you were talking about, I forgot what I... I lost my train of thought. Oh, because you didn't use this mechanic, you probably didn't notice it, but the listening mode
1: mm-hmm.
0: in this game is far less useful than it is in the first game.
1: Okay.
0: And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of interactions in the game that are supposed to be like jump scares. Yeah. That the first game doesn't really do jump scares. Yeah. This game, I can think of at least three different instances where the game, like... Kind of goes for cheap jump scares.
1: Okay. Where
0: like, I'm listening in the other room. There's no enemies coming up. I want to go in there. Oh, there is a click. Like, well, why didn't they show up when I was listening? And it's like, obviously the game's hiding it so you can be scared when they do the jump yeah, scares. It's scripted, yeah. But it felt like very cheap. I'm like, why even have this listening mode if half of the time it's useless? Half the time when there's no enemies, I either know it's a safe area or something scripted is about to happen. So it
1: kind of conflicts with the, the in-game, so, in-game yeah.
0: lore, they have the mechanics. I was gonna say lore, but I thought that might be reaching. No, in-game but it lore. Because yeah. it's an established, like, uh, mechanic. And yeah. it goes against what you should, how it should work. Mm-hmm. Which for me is like provide a sense of knowing where the enemy is and also provide a sense of relief like, oh, okay, I know what's coming up ahead. But I understand why they did that. For like, you know, to kinda get elicit an emotion or reaction out of you. Yeah. I just think it's kinda cheap. Maybe
1: it's a bad analogy, but it's like you're constantly using uh Batman's uh grapple mm-hmm. and then suddenly you can't use it and it's broken after Yeah, oh it's broken and then
0: something pops up, you know, that it's more, like that's more akin to starting Metal Gear Solid Two and his invisibility doesn't work anymore. Yeah, but all my batteries are low. So no, don't you remember? And I don't remember. On the either. tanker mission, you know when he jumps over the bridge at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and he lands onto the yeah, the tanker. The
1: electricity. Autobahn. And then he's
0: like, "Oh, the cons, like my 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 stealth, whatever, has it been compromised?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, damn. Okay, so now we can't use. I guess we can't cheese the game anymore. But whatever. That, that, that's you know, that's That's neither here nor there. Obviously, for the game would be too easy if you could use stealth that way. Yeah." But I'm saying like in this instance, it's like I felt like the listening mode was cheapened. Mm-hmm. And I know it was cheapened because there's a specific skill tree that focuses on improving it. Mm-hmm. And even though when you max it out and you improve it all the way, it's still not as useful as it was in the first game. How do you think it could have improved the listening mode? Just expand the range. One thing I do like, and it goes back to the workbenches, is the game is very good at confusing you into thinking this area is safe. This area isn't safe. Like the workbench? There's a specific workbench that when you use, you're thinking... you Up until this point, you think workbenches are a sign of like, nothing's going to happen to me here. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you Do you know what I'm talking about? The apartment? Well... When you start on the workbench, and then you just get sidelined by somebody else while you're working on the workbench? Well, this is interesting because
1: I think I was pretty proficient at saving my ammunition. And I was doing pretty well mm-hmm. with the gameplay. And that sense of like, ah, I got to play with fucking with uh, Abby that it pushed me so much that I saw a workbench and I was like, fuck that workbench. And then I would just skip them. So I pro- I didn't get to that scene where I get ambushed. And know this is with Ellie, though. Yeah, I know. But because of knowing that I have to play with Abby, I told you that oh. I had to rush it. You I didn't felt feel like, like invested
0: it. in like upgrading it. Yeah,
1: because I was like, uh, whatever. I got enough ammo. I'm, I'm playing this well. These,
0: these leaks haunt you, Johnny. They're, they haunt you throughout the game. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about though? Did you ever see that part or no? I saw it with other uh oh, okay. place. You did see it, okay. Yeah. That for me was a complete surprise. For me, it was like it's like the save room in Resident Evil. Yeah. The workbench is a sign of like, okay, you can focus on this thing. you are out of the combat for now. Just mm-hmm. focus on your guns or whatever. Like, Alright, cool. And then I, you hear like shuffling, and then bah, you get sidelined. Like what? Like that's not fair. Like we've established these are safe. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but that wasn't established like in part one. So no, yeah, it's good. It's good. I just thought like I felt like betrayed by the game's mechanics.
1: <laughs> like what? Like no,
0: that's not how this works.
1: I was a good, a cool surprise. And
0: then there's other parts of the game where you can tell, or at least you think, mm-hmm. it's an open area. There's a lot of cover. I want to run into enemies. And the game doesn't always have you run into enemies. It purposely sets up areas, unlike most games, where you can tell, like, you will open an area, oh, there's a boss fight coming. Mm-hmm. You, there, I think we're so condi- playing so many games are conditioned to recognize patterns. When there's a whole bunch of supplies and ammo right here, I'm about to run into, like, something that's going to re- warrant the use of all this stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: The only time that was really in full effect was a hospital. You'd collect a bunch of things. Yeah, that's like. Why
0: do I have so much stuff? Like if the enemies are ro- oh, that's they like fun. didn't
1: have a choice. They had to give you all that ammo. Yeah,
0: because then you'd be stuck yeah. if you can't take it but out. That's
1: what you expect is what you get in that.
0: In that instance, yes. Yeah. But I'm talking about there's other parts earlier in the game when you're playing as Ellie and stuff, where like you feel like there's a conflict coming, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, that was kind of like a complete like fake out. Yeah. And then there's parts where you feel like you're safe, like the part with the flashback with Joel and Ellie when they're crawling through the crawl space in the wall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then that, that. was cool. And then the pipe, you hit the pipe or whatever, and then the, the, the big guy, the, was it the bloater or whatever oh, it's, it's called? or whatever. He busts through the wall and then knocks you down, like, oh my, like I didn't expect that would happen, like we're in the wall, we're safe. They were like, you know, this is like a, we don't have control over our character kind of thing. Yeah. So the game does a lot of that, where the workbench is an example, and then open areas where you expect, it doesn't. Like, the game psychs you out a lot, mm-hmm. and I. It feels cheap with the with the jump scares, but for that part, for like the workbench, the open areas, the quality through the wall, those are all like really cool. Like kind of like that is how you subvert expectations. Yes, Mister jo- Ryan Johnson. That is how you subvert expectations. Make us feel safe when we're in danger. Make us feel we're in danger when we're safe. Yeah, I. I that's the last part I want to talk about. For game. Gameplay. uh uh, well you said you wanted to get to level design did you want to expand on that because i'm curious what you mean well the level design um uh neil Druckmann was talking
1: about he considered a lot about making a, a an open world but it said because of the narrative they eventually had to shut it down and make the levels just very wide linear i love that wide linear but there were locations like in boston where you see the city i
0: really wanted to explore that city i wanted to but, or not Boston. The the snows where, where they start. We start the game at. What is that city called? Do you remember? Where the, it's there's snow everywhere. What is it called? Snow everywhere. Yeah, the start of the game. I wanted to explore more of that oh,
1: town. Oh, the town. Yeah, that would have been
0: cool if it looked really nice. If you had some time with Joel to explore that spot. Story says it makes sense that you don't. He's out on patrol already. But yeah. Okay, but that
1: place, that city where you're with uh, Dina and you have to get like the oil, the gasoline for the generator. Oh, the
0: only open world part. Of yeah, the, game. the only open world part. Which, I, by the way, made me think that the rest of the game was going to be like that. Uh huh. And it confused the hell out of me when it was like way more linear. And I was like, oh, so was that the only part of the game where I can do around things in whatever order? I'm like, oh, that sucks.
1: Yeah, but it was open and I knew a lot of it was going to close off. But when I got to that part, I was like, this place is really pretty, but mm. it, it didn't really feel like I had enough incentive to s- explore that whole area. It's a very large area for what it has to offer. Yes. There could have been things like, because of the narrative, and I think this was a mistake, because of the narrative, they want to push you and push you and push you into this narrative. And the, the game kind of like drags, level design-wise, it kind of drags. Because there's not a point where I feel like just taking a break and just, like, doing a side mission, like a side quest. And I think that would have been nice in that big open area if you kind of look around and you're like, what's that smoke and that fire over there? Or what's that commotion? Or where are those gunshots coming from?
0: Or uh, stuff like that, you know? I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that portion of the... Like, when you go into, like, the bank that's kind of, like, underground and then you go to the music shop and you go into, like, this coffee shop. You go into the courthouse. Uh Uh-huh i felt that really kind of clashed with what i felt the game was just because it seemed if it seemed really strange to have that option to have like this open world area where you can kind of navigate and do things in whatever order like oh you need the gas tank oh you need to fill it up with gas. like some things were not out of order there's optional stuff like the pet shop with the key with the dog key remember yeah and i was just like like i was playing that like oh Am I just going to go from, like, hub area to hub area and keep doing these kind of things?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then later on throughout the game, I was expecting to see that again. Mm-hmm. And it never happened again. I'm like, this feels really weird to have, like, a very open... I don't know if it's supposed to serve as, like, a tutorial area, maybe.
1: But it, it, felt, like that. it
0: felt weird to have that whole open Seattle portion. Yeah. And then from here on, it's just going to be more narrow, more narrative, more, like, you know, story, narrow, linear corridor kind of thing i was I just, like why Why this i'm 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 borderline complaining and at the same time borderline confused because i was like why would they do that
1: the thing is i'm i'm glad that that section is in there because i'm just really talking about the section right now i'm glad that it's in there but there wasn't enough to make me curious and and if it wasn't it. fleshed
0: out as much as it could have been yeah like I, there's a lot of empty space where it's just grass really
1: yeah that's really what i'm trying to say if there were collectibles were there any there
0: yeah, oh there's a lot of collectibles. Okay. There's collectibles that I... the Dr. Uckman card is actually in the one of the like the abandoned like areas in the middle. But
1: that seems like you would have found it if you just do the story.
0: No, that card's not now it's found on top of like a building that you have no there's no story or like gameplay mechanic reason for you to go to that building.
1: Okay.
0: I was just like, this is this is strange. I was like, oh cool. I thought the game was gonna be more open than the first one. Cause you kinda get that a little bit too in the a little early on, where like Dina and you are riding around in the snow, like doing your patrol thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's like a part where you can wander around and explore for a little bit. Yeah, and I thought like, okay, this game's gonna be like a lot more exploration. There's gonna be way more stuff to loot, more stuff to
1: find. Yeah, there was a lot of emphasis on exploration, and it wasn't the, what I expected.
0: The portion at the end of the game where you're on the island, the forest island of the Seraphites. Yeah, I wish that was a little bit longer because mm-hmm. I would have loved to have explored that island more in depth.
1: Yeah, so when they say exploration, it's not like they should have had what I expected, but it's like when they say exploration, exactly what are you offering me as far as exploration goes? Are you offering me like side quests or are you offering me just open
0: areas where I just find these little things? I think probably more of the little things. Yeah. Although the bank part is not necessary for progression, that's, I think that's one of the more fun parts where you find that we go into the vault. And then you find like the shotgun for Ellie, but mm-hmm. then you also find like the the Drake's ring from Uncharted. Did you remember that part? I missed that. And one of like the co- one of the those what do you call it those like those boxes they have in the bank the, not collection boxes those like lock bo- lock boxes. Okay. You can find Drake's ring of the sick Pars Magnus whatever the sick Parvis the uh, greatness from Small Place or whatever it's called the you know the ring right. I don't remember the ring. You can find that yeah they have Drake's ring in there. I thought that was kind of cool. It's a trophy actually to get it to find it because it's very it's very missable. Mm-hmm. And I found it because I was looking for like resources and stuff. So I thought that was cool. I think that's everything. for I think that's all. You pretty much summed up your store your level design part, right? I like the rope yes. mechanics. I like the uh, they're... pulling the the le- the cables to, to power up like the other terminals and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I wish they had more of that. I really liked everything involving using the environment. To figure out the combinations for the safes. Like That's nice. Yeah. One of the early ones was like, oh, like if you read like the any of the documents, like one of the first safes you can come across, like the there's a document next to it, it's like oh, like the combination is the, is oh my boys employee, my boys uh, employee of the month thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe go over to like the employee of the month you See, like, well, which one is this boy? Oh, there's a dog. A <laughs> dog was employee of the month one time. Yeah. And then you can see the date. It's a six digit code. Like, oh, you can go and then you'll know, lock it in. Like, that's cool. Some other ones are a little more obscure. I think, uh, anything involving the gate codes, when you're putting in the gate codes, you remember the, with the numbers and stuff? I thought that was kind of cool how it doesn't straight up, t- it's not like something that's automatically done for you. You actually have to pay attention, like flip over the codes. Yeah. And like, oh, what, this is gate two? Like, okay, this is, I like, I like some of that. I heard some people complain like that. They feel like that should have been automated. I don't, th- uh,
1: Oh, it's a minor thing though. It's
0: not a big deal. That's I can see that being automated I mean, just like there's some games where like once you learn a code in the game, like that's it your character knows it, right? Okay. And then there's some games like Resident Evil where you have to write some of this stuff down.
1: Yeah.
0: I kind of like that. I like the more kind of like, oh shoot, like what was the number again? Like I that's for me that's kind of fun. It's like problem solving in a way.
1: How do you feel about because I mean, the level design what they do have is amazing, like the big old stadium. Imagine that in multiplayer. When you play as Abby <laughs>
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> that's pretty. That is
0: cool. That's badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, What do you think? You having worked at Home Depot? What do you think about like that Home Depot like level area as Abby, where you start off in the warehouse part and you move to like the outdoor gardening area? Was like was, it, was that for you? Like, oh yeah, I remember this kind is, of. I
1: don't remember that in the game.
0: Very early on, when you first playing with Abby. Yeah, when you're playing as Abby, when you have your friends with you, the pre- pregnant chick. Uh, the Hispa- the Mexican guy with you. And you just mentioned the, the pregnant I, chick.
1: You shouldn't have talked about it cuz story whatever.
0: We're going to get there. But uh, that's one of the things one of the I love that that part of the of the game where you're in that Home Depot like Lowe's wannabe store. I just like that as an environment because it reminds me of like the one of the Call of Duty maps where you're inside of a giant mega store.
1: Yeah. Uh something about the graphics. I think this game really needs to be HDR. Like you really have to play this in HDR. Because it's just so great, dude.
0: The game looks looks absolutely amazing, and that's the fact that one, I'm not I don't have a PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. and there's an option I think for I think or maybe it's Ghost to Tsushima. One of these has an option for graphical settings involving PS4 Pro support. Mm-hmm. Another thing is my TV is an old school 1080p, it is not 4K. Okay. So I can only imagine playing this game with HDR enabled 4K ps4 pro settings i bet you the game looks even more crazy mm-hmm. i wish I, I wish i had those i don't have that kind of money but i wish i could see how that game would look under under, under those uh, uh specifications okay well
1: that's all i got for uh, gameplay